Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week of Your Weekly Ramen. I'm here with your co-host, Ty. How's it going, Nate? It's going good. Uh, how's it going with you? Pretty good. Finals are done. That's that's always uh, super nice. Super nice. Yeah, you're telling me, man. That's <laughs> your favorite time of the year, right? And my favorite time to jump in front of a train. <laughs> Well, you might even not have to jump in front of it. Apparently, there was some big train wreck recently where the dude was turned like 100 miles an hour, and he just went off the track. So Jeez. you just have to be walking by a train, and it will kill There's times when you jump in front of a train, and then there's times when the train jumps in front of you. <laughs> right. It's one of those times. I just imagine like a seeing a meme of that where like it's a a guy walking and then a train pops up out of nowhere and you see the text surprise motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. I could see it. Um. So two things. Uh, I messed up on this intro. I when I was going through, I uh, should have introduced myself, Nate. Actually, first, I realized that halfway, and I'm like, eh, I'm going to go with it. Yeah, well, hopefully people know us by now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second thing is, I was thinking about starting in my Scottish accent just for <laughs> the intro. But... Just for the intro, please. <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> you know, Mike, listen, I got a very important question for you. It was funny for a while. <laughs> <laughs> if you could change your fate, would you? No, I like my fate. <laughs> it seems to be working out pretty well so far. Okay, so I'll just do that that one time. If it becomes popular, though, there's the demand. I can't, I can't promise that I won't slip into it. If 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 people demand you in a Scottish voice, I will accept it and I'll just roll with it. That is how confident I am. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks for. Squishing those dreams. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make it my life's mission now just to have a a, a Reddit following of just my Scottish accent. I'll I'll counter you. I'll do some I'll do it I'll do an accent myself. I don't know what, maybe maybe British, I don't know, maybe Italian. <laughs> I don't know. Your weekly ramen accents? I'll just start doing the whole podcast in Japanese. When oh, we really Oh there it. yeah, that would fuck my shit up. <laughs> I'd have no idea what was going on. <laughs> I'd be like, where are the subtitles on this thing? <laughs> on the audio only. <laughs> yep. Where are the subtitles? Yes, please. Uh, you'll have to you'll have to get a you'll have to hire somebody to dub my voice. <laughs> yep. A translator. <laughs> uh that... just to mess with the translator, I'll go in and out. Oh. Like Start a sentence in Japanese and then end it in English. And have them be like two uh, different although, sentences, completely yeah, different. That would really mess me up too, though, because the sentence structure is way different. And I'm pretty sure absolutely no one would ever listen to our podcast. <laughs> we would be ostracized. We might be, uh, you know, legally banned or. <laughs> iTunes might ban us for using, like, saying that we speak English and not. It would be like that, uh, what, when they put that song in the Pokemon that caused seizures or whatever. 
yeah, that. He would just be listening. Like, ah, 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 ah. That wasn't the that wasn't the Pokemon anime though. So you you're going off track. Well, okay. That was the Pokemon was, video game. It was Pokemon what the first gen, and they yep. did make an anime on the first gen. That's they read or what was it? What was it called? Well, the game was red and blue. Well, well yeah. in Japan, it was red and green, actually. But the anime was Pokemon. Do you think there's ever a situation where uh, a person... So, I might be wrong on this, but I think, like, green is, like, a trigger color for colorblind people. I might oh. be totally wrong on that. What? I said, oh. I think, well, because... So, stoplights are red, yellow, and green. and But colorblind oh. people, they have to have that light, right? I believe so. I think, yeah, because I think colorblind people, if they're, like, a certain degree of colorblindness, they know the lights by the order, not the um, color. Yeah. So I wonder if there was ever, like, a situation where some friend wanted to be, like, a, a dick to one of his colorblind friends and just, like, switch the tags between the red and the green. That would be a dick move. <laughs> if he really wanted to mess with him, he would, like, every night that his friend went to sleep, he would go get his game and copy it onto the other color and then just switch them out every day. That would be, like, you'd have to be so dedicated to that prank. <laughs> but it would be really good. Because then you'd be like, wait, where'd this one Pokemon go? I have this other Pokemon that's supposed to be in the other version, but not this Pokemon that's supposed to be in this version that I know I caught yesterday. Why do I have the exact opposite starter Pokemon? <laughs> nah, that would be pretty funny, though. But, uh, uh, yeah, too much dedication. Yeah, too much work. Not enough payoff for that level of prank. Yeah, there's much easier, simpler pranks. This week's Your Weekly Ramen is brought to you by Chicken Mushroom Flavored Ramen. Mm. Mm, chicken Mushroom. Mm, a combination of my two favorite ones that we've done in the past. Oh yeah, hey, that'd be super cool if we had, like, if we were actually, you know, responsible and we planned this out a couple days and we did some callbacks. Yeah, right. I, I, I'm still waiting for the day where we mess it up and say a, a flavor we've already done just because I still haven't made a spreadsheet to track all this stuff. <laughs> just confused. And then we put it in the title. <laughs> confused people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so chicken mushroom, and then we do... Yep, so uh, we do this, uh, this thing that those Japanese people do where they... Uh, uh, right before they eat, they go, eat a takimas. Hey, eat, eat. Okay, they do eat. Did we do that last time, or is that new? Eat a takimas. Yeah, we. No, uh, the eat. Oh no, I'm just saying. Okay. After, after you do the eat a takimas, you eat. So let's eat some ramen. All right, let's get into it. Uh, we got a super cool. Okay, so. Our uh, anime of the week this week. Can I go ahead and say it? You mind if I? No, no, go for it. Okay. Our anime of the week this week is Tokyo Ghoul Route A. And did we we did we or did we not do the first season? Because Route A is the second season. 
I believe we have talked about it because of news articles, but I do not believe we ever did uh, Tokyo Ghoul as an anime of the week. Okay, so um, a quick uh, rundown. We'll we'll do a synopsis of um, what we'll do a quick synopsis of the first season. We'll jump into the second season, but there's something I really want to like discuss with you. Oh. Uh, regarding people's opinions on this, and I want, I'm eager to find out how these match up. Um, okay. Because I saw... Well, I guess I'll just... Might as well get into that. My, If you look at the My Anime uh, list page, which is, if you guys haven't noticed by now, our go-to um, synopsis thing for anime sponsor. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And then you scroll down and you look at the reviews. The reviews are literally a five, let's see, a five, a four, and like, why am I getting ads? No, it's like a five, a four, and a two. That's yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, and I'm like, no way, because I thought this was much better than that. Well, wait, um, is it like out of five or out of ten? No, it's out of ten. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, I'm like, what? And so there's there's a split second where I was I was really tempted. I'm like, oh god, now I got to jump on this hate bandwagon. Um, but then I'm like, no, you know what? I'm gonna give my honest opinion of this anime, and I gave it an eight. Yeah, I thought I it mean, was. You gave be, it a nine. To be fair, the first season was definitely. Um, slower and such in the second, but I kind of liked it more. You liked the first season more than the second? In a way, yeah. Really? Well, why don't you uh, give a little synopsis of the first season, and I'm actually curious to say, or to find out why you liked it more. Okay. Um. So, yeah, the first season, you you got the main character, uh... His his name's weird. It's hard to. Uh, it's Ken Kaneki. Kaneki, yeah, that's it. I don't like calling him Ken. That's an American name. I don't like. That. <laughs> <laughs> so you got. He's uh, from Kentucky. Yeah, <laughs> redneck. <laughs> there we go. That'll be my accent. I'll do a redneck accent. Yeah. <laughs> that's your redneck accent. No. I, I hate redneck accent. I can't I can't do a redneck accent. It's like well, my pet what a peeve. coincidence. I can't do a Scottish accent. <laughs> or can I? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, you got the main character, uh, uh, Ken Kaneki. Um, and he, uh, just a, an average, uh, I believe, college student. And um, kind of a book nerd. And really quiet. He's got like one or two friends, and that's about it. And um, one day he um, he's just walking along, and he happens to see this uh, one one girl. Um, and I think he's kind of attracted to her. He's seen her at like a bookshop before or something like that, because um, she also likes books. So um, he he saw her um, like in an industrial park or like a construction site or something like that, and. Um, so she is what's called a ghoul, and ghouls are like these, uh, kind of like what they sound. They're, they eat uh, people, that's how they get substance, and uh, they also have some like 
weird powers. Each of them has like a unique weird power. They're kind of like all the same, but they're kind of unique. Yeah. So the weird powers are um things called uh do do there it starts with a k i know it um hmm. oh uh kagune k a g u n e hmm. yeah but i i don't know how to describe them. they're like each person has like a different one but most of the time i think what they are is things that like they're like extra limbs that they grow and they have like yeah it's like a a, a thick um insect leg is kind of mm. kind of what it looks like well i mean and then but they have different styles have, yeah each of them has different there are some people who can shoot theirs users as projectiles anyway they're all unique it's it's a weird unique power but um so he finds out that this this chick is a ghoul she's attacking somebody and eating them and he happens to come by and sees it and he starts freaking out and um as he does i i can't remember what exactly happens but um like i said they were at like a construction site so a bunch of uh iron beams come falling down and like crush him and her both and um it doesn't ever really confirm why that happened, but for some reason I am 100% convinced that was somehow Toka's doing, and I have no uh, factual evidence whatsoever to back that up. I mean, I figured it was another I figured it's some kind of sabotage some kind of ghoul, but I don't know, that's a I would never think of um, of Toka. Oh, no, it's definitely a shot in the dark Um, but, like, that's that was my first instinct for some reason, and I have no idea why. But mm. and then it stuck with me. <laughs> so, well, that'd be interesting. That would really throw uh, something into the mix that would really mess things up if they ever, if that was the truth, and they ever found out. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so all these beans—they come down and crush them both. They're in really bad condition. They both get rushed to the hospital. Um, the doctors deem that the the girl, the woman, is um, unsavable, but the but Ken could be saved, but he needs an organ transplant. So they take the organs from her and put them into him, and um, because of this, he becomes like a half ghoul, and uh, most of the first season is him. Str- trying to struggle and and come to uh terms with this and um eventually he um i don't know if he so much accepts it but i'd say he kind of accepts it towards the end yeah more more like he just mentally snaps <laughs> <laughs> and kind of almost like a, a split personality kind of a thing like he he uh don't want to give away too much but he un- undergoes some some really traumatic events and pretty much just mentally snaps and goes berserk. And um, I think after that, he kind of comes to terms with it, but he's also kind of a different person after that. So that's the second season, Ken Kaneki. Yeah, that's, that's after he snaps, that's the second season. But most of the first season is him struggling to... Um, come to terms with it and and uh 
you know, a lot of character set up, meeting new characters, um, you know, uh, finding out that not all ghouls are bad. Some of them, you know, only eat when they absolutely have to, and then there's others who uh, make a sport out of it. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Um, and then, the uh, so now is a good time to, if you haven't picked up Tokyo Ghoul, um, I'd say officially now it's safe to pick up, because if you picked it up earlier, before the second season, and you watched it all the way through to the last episode, you were, if you're anything like me, and I'm sure, Ty, you felt this way as well, super, uh, it was like, I hate to, uh, okay, I was going to describe it some way, I decided not to, because I would <laughs> seriously regret it, um, no, it leaves off on a huge cliffhanger. Oh, yes, it is. You yeah. were going to say, I know what you are going to say, you were going to say, like, Game of Thrones, weren't you? No, I wasn't. I was actually going to take a different route. But yeah, Game and since you mentioned it, uh, Game of Thrones does that a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, yeah, it, it, because of that cliffhanger, it makes you just want to like immediately go into the second season. Yep, and, and now you can do that, because I, I do believe the second, or I'm sure, the second season is now finished. Yep. Uh, so you can watch it all the way through. You can binge. Um, without doing it, let's see. The second season is twelve episodes. I believe the right. first season is twelve as well. Yep. So twenty-four episodes. You can knock that out in a weekend if you wanted to. Now, one thing I would like to say though is, if you do do that, do <laughs> do. Uh, it it can be kind of weird if you. The second season is dubbed, but the first season is not yet dubbed. It's it's weird. Um, I don't know why they did that. I think it's just when they they got the um, rights to dub it or whatever was around the second season, and instead of taking the time to go back to the first season first and dub it, they just went straight into the second season and then back into... Hopefully they'll go back and dub the first season. So it can be a little jarring to see, like... Uh, watch the first season and what's subbed, and then if you're like me and like dub, switch to the dub, and then it's like, it's kind of jarring. So it might be better off now just to watch the first season and sub, so you can watch it all the way through, and uh, if you want to get into it, but you're not willing to watch subbed, you might want to wait until the dub comes out. Yeah, hopefully it will. Yeah. Which... And honestly, though, honestly, I you you didn't watch the dub, though, did you? Nah, I watch subbed. Subs for life. Honestly, I I don't think the dub was all that great. It wasn't bad, but I kind of expect a higher standard for fashion. I um, don't think they cast uh, Ken's voice very well. Doesn't fit his character. Yeah, yeah that's fair. The um, others aren't too bad, though. Can I go into second season? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So, second season, um, you kind of, the the cast is split into three factions. You have um, the Enteku, 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 I'm, I'm going to call it Enteku. Um, you have the Enteku cap, uh, faction, which is 
they were uh, established uh, in the, the first, first season. It's the cafe that um, Ken ends up working at, and Toko works at as well. And the Yosh- uh, Yoshimura, the um, the old guy who's the head of that cafe, he w- obviously he works there. He's the head. He becomes a major player in this uh, second season. Um, the other two factions are the uh, group um, that went to war, whose name I am admittedly too lazy to look up. Um, you don't happen to know, do you, Ty? Um, not off the top of my head. Hold on, let me go to the Rudy. Ty- oh, I'm sure this is super entertaining for listeners. Uh,. Maybe we'll cut some of this out, but as stated previously, I am super lazy. Yeah, do your Scottish voice for him. I'm sure that Oi. will entertain him. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, well, you wanna, you guys wanna hear from my friend here while, uh, while we look this up? Why don't you, why don't you take over there, um, Scottish Nate? Oi, alright. I'll take over for you. I'll tell you a little story about anime back in my homeland. Uh, you might not know it, but us Scottish folks. We're really into the anime, at least the cool ones, the cool Scottish folks are. Um, my grandpappy almost always told me, you know, Scottish Nate, uh, which was which is my Christian name, by the way. It's not just a nickname. They named me Scottish Nate. Uh, he always told me, he said, Scottish Nate, back in my day, uh, you know, back when Braveheart was alive, we were not only fighting for our freedom, but we are also fighting for the right to watch anime. And they don't make enough Scottish anime nowadays. There used to be all kinds. The uh, the Scottish ninja anime was very popular at one point. And then there was the uh, Scottish Soul Reaper anime. Oh, that was a good one. Nowadays, they got this Naruto and this Bleach, and it's nothing, nothing compared to what I they think had. I mind right, tell me, tell me if this sounds right. Sorry to cut your Scottish, Scottish speak, uh, short. It's so okay, I was losing me, it Tell me anyway. if this sounds, uh, right. Uh, oh, Iogri, A-O-G-R-I. Eric. Gory. I'm not sure if that's right. I already forgot how you spelled it for me. Um, and then you have the third faction, which is the Doves. And the first two, you saw you straight pretty much from the beginning of the... Or no, the first and the third you saw from the beginning of Season 1. You saw the Antiku and you saw the Doves. And then the second faction is relatively new. And they play a bigger part during the first part of Season 2. Um... I, I don't want to give any way any spoilers, but there are some frustrating parts where a certain group of people go through a very difficult task to save a certain someone, and then a certain someone goes with a different group of certain people. <laughs> um, <laughs> you'll get that if you watch the series, and that's my way to be spoiler-free, relatively. Um, yeah, so, but he... The... There's... Uh, a couple different plot lines. The the Ken plot line is that he's trying to become stronger, right? He goes with this this uh, 
unknown group because he believes with them he can become stronger. He realized in the first season he wasn't really worth a whole lot. Um, when fighting came around, he was very reserved. Um, but he wants to get stronger. He wants to be able to protect his friends, and that's that's pretty much his main uh goal, his main thing throughout the second series. Um, and he the second plot line is uh, related to that. It's um the I'll call it the Toka Taka Toka Toka plot line. <laughs> um, it's it's like you're taking a toke. You know what a toke is? No. Uh, it's it's a uh, I believe it's like a, a smoking weed term. Uh, um, you've been smoking that weed? No, I just realized <laughs> there's a song, and what is it? It was on Love Guru, um, and it says toke. And someone I was watching it with someone, and they told me that fact. Whatever. Anyway, um, toka. And there's a Toka plotline where she's dealing with the fact that Ken did not come back to Antiku, and that's a big part of the second series as well, because you have that internal struggle um, that she's dealing and she has to get over with. And there's also her brother is introduced, which is another internal struggle for her. This is a very emotional, um, emotional time for Toka. I would uh, almost argue that the second season is more focused on her than Ken. Oh, that, yeah, because he's, there's, uh, I might be wrong, but I think there's, like, episodes where he doesn't show up for the whole episode. Yeah. And it's is. just her. Um, She's trying to get, so her way of dealing with, um, with uh, Ken leaving Antiku is, she wants to feel close to him, and she's going to do this by applying to his college. Um, and it's later learned that the uh, the manager, um, Yoshimura, uh, Mura, he's kind of, you know, pushed this idea on her. They want her to go into college, and that comes into play later on a little bit. Um, you're going to be very frustrated while watching the second season. If you're looking for something <laughs> that ties up, you know, its loose ends nicely, especially at the end, you're going to be pretty disappointed. It's an- when- another cliffhanger, just like the first season. Yeah, and unfortunately. When you're watching this, you kind of got to be watching it uh, in the moment, right? You can't be hoping everything, like hoping, oh, this will be explained later on, or oh, this will clean up nicely because it won't (laughs) um unfortunately i don't feel that keeps it from being a bad anime though or keeps it from being a good anime though yeah i mean there's there's things i i do um have problem with but yeah i would still say it's a good anime yeah and so the third plot line is a uh is completely new um, from the from the first series, and this is the plotline following what's called the One-Eyed Owl, and he was the uh, he was kind of the Al Capone of uh, ghouls in his day, like he was the big threat, and a lot of the uh, the varsity doves they have kind of like a uh, a bone to pick with him, if you now, will. Before we go too far, we should probably explain what the doves are because we haven't explained that. Okay. Yeah, you want to go ahead and tackle that one? 
Sure, sure. So the Dubs are kind of like the uh, anti-ghoul task force. They're the the police that are specifically um, the police force specifically put together to um, get rid of the ghouls. Um, they have weapons which are um, the uh, ghouls that they defeated. They they take their bodies and they make their um, ghoul powers into weapons, and they use those weapons to fight against the ghouls. I'll look up for you what those weapons are called. Yeah, I forget. They have a specific name. Um, and then in the second season, they introduce even even further, um, like, armors. Yeah, and those are super cool. Those are made from a specialized uh, Kagune. Kagune, there you go. Oh, no, that's the, oh, that's yeah, the ghouls that's the... one. That's the ghouls one, but um, what they call the uh, weapons is totally different. But um, <laughs> I find it kind of ironic. You'll look up stuff for me, but you won't look it up for yourself. <laughs> well, I like you better than I like myself. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, collecting. Okay, it's called the Quinque. Quinque, that's right. Yeah, so they use these uh, Quinques to uh, fight against the ghouls. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. They, they do some good fights with them. Yeah, speaking of, of doves, in the second season, there's a couple new ones. They actually play more of a role. In the first season, it's pretty much just, uh, Amon and, um, Mado, I believe his name is. I feel um, like in the first season, you don't get to see things from the dove's point of view, and you just see the doves from the main character point of view, but in the second season, you get to see, like, the doves have their own point of view. Yeah. Um, which I like. I'm glad they did that. Yeah. Worked out pretty well. Uh, and the the new doves in the second season that are introduced, they're, like, younger, so they're trying to... I feel like they're kind of trying to do a younger generation kind of replacing the old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, that was uh, a big thing they did in the Naruto uh, series. Yeah. Yeah. That worked out pretty well for that, too. Yep. There's one really likable character, um, Juzo. Yeah. And he has, so, um, you, they give his backstory, and when they gave his backstory, I felt like he was a lot easier to connect with, like, or you can sympathize him and it developed the character a lot more. Because uh, his backstory actually ties into something that happens in the first season, which was pretty neat. Um, yeah, that was kind of neat how they did that. I didn't expect that. Yeah. So he, uh, wow, he is actually a, a Japanese voice actor and an English voice actor. So I don't know what's up with that. What do you mean? Well, I thought the second season dubbed was not out yet. Oh, no, it's out. That's what I watched. Oh. Okay, well, I'm dumb. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, and he has also, I feel like he is one of the coolest Quinques as well. Um, I don't want to give that away either, because that that would make it less cool to viewers if they haven't seen it yet. Uh, But, yeah, no, so there's, and he has a good um, emotional relationship with his senior dove, and they bring in new elements in the second season, like, uh, Spoiler alert, but um, Ken is no longer the uh, only 
half-breed ghoul. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. They didn't play as big of a role as I thought they would, though. Um, th- I felt like they were mainly there to Yeah, their role was kind of short. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I didn't, to be frank, I did not really care for uh, Juzo in the first season at all. I despised the character. The first um, season? Was he in the first? I thought he was introduced like at the beginning of the first season. At the beginning of the first or season? Or not the, not the, the beginning, end. The end. But yeah, I could be have. wrong. I could okay. be wrong. Um, maybe he was introduced just at the beginning of the second season. But anyway, I didn't really care for him at first. After his backstory, it made him... They tried to make him make him a little more likable. They gave him a good reason that he's like the way he is, but I still don't really care for him too much. Yeah, well, I can I can see that argument. Uh, he's a little, a Weird. little strange. Yeah, yeah. got a, a few screws loose. So. He likes giraffes. <laughs> Who doesn't like giraffes? <laughs> Come on now. So I'm looking up, okay, another younger, important uh, dub that's developed is Akira. Um, I won't give her last name, because that's a spoiler, and that's the important part. That's true. But there, So there's Juzu, there's Akira, and then there's another one throughout most of the, of the um, second series uh, that are, that are, the new doves that are focused on. And then at the very end, they bring in... He's not... Eh, I guess he's not technically a dove, but they bring in a new C, CG... What is it? CGG? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a counter-ghoul something. CCG? Yeah. I think. I don't know. Um, they yeah, bring in a new worker. of counter-ghoul. CCG. Okay. So they bring in a new CCG worker, and at the end, and that was a, a twist. They threw a twist at you right at the end. <laughs> um, but looking back on it, I feel like I should have saw that coming. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have some, like, one, like, mysterious badass one. Yeah, so overall, and, and like, so the second season is basically, right, you got the you got the Ken plotline, you got the one-eyed owl, you got the Toka, and then you've got these doves, and you're developing their backstory, and you're getting character attachment to them, and um, they they fleshed out a lot more with a lot more characters than in the first season, which was good. Um, even they get into some more uh, some more ghouls, um, the devil ape and the the black dog. Yeah, which are ones that you've known about since the first season. But you didn't know anything about their power. You just, you knew their character, but nothing about their their ghoul side or their history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was pretty cool. That was interesting to see. Yep. And I mean, I feel like I feel like season two was even more character development than the first season. Yeah. Here's the thing: they develop and they do such a great job with this until the very end, and then they start. <laughs> Two characters at you out of nowhere, and they do no development with them, and they're essential to the plot. Yeah. I feel like at least one of them is at least the ghoul one. And if you watch the series, you'll know what we're talking about. But if you haven't watched the series, uh, warning: you should expect that at the end. 
Um, you'll have almost more questions than answers. But once again, that doesn't make it a bad anime. It's still enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I mean, I would say uh, second season, I would give an 8 out of 10. Yeah, that's what I gave it as well. Yeah. Uh, first season, I thought was more of a 9. Yeah, the... And I don't know, I don't think we have time to get into a discussion about this. But I just don't know how much really I guess there was a bit of develop or quite a bit of development in the first season because you had to develop the main characters and then you developed well yeah okay you the equivalent to adding new characters in the second season they added the guy who I forget his name I can probably look it up but they added the guy who um who uh, Ken actually saved towards the end? Um. Oh, the his his friend? No, no. Um, are you you're talking about the uh, officers? So, spoiler: There's a uh, spoiler for first season. There's a ghoul who who falls in love with a human, and um, they use that against him, in part of the first season, and. Uh, there's a part where, uh, that's a big development. And thinking about, thinking back on that in the first season, that was really cool. They did that very well. Mm -hmm. uh, do you know who I'm talking about now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, they, uh, introduced a new concept, a ghoul, liking a human, which added humanity to the ghouls, you know. Um, and a big, a big plot line was ghouls are basically people, um, they just have a different diet, you know, yep. uh, which was neat. I, yeah, the more I think about it, the, actually, the more I agree with you. I really did like the first season as well. Um, yeah. If you really it's, go it's into a, it. It's a tough one, but I think the first one is better. But, uh... So um, let, feel free to let us know what you think um, on the first. Did, is that Does that cover pretty much everything on the second season? I would say. Is there anything you so, want to add? Okay. I mean, uh, any more, and we'll probably get into spoilers. Okay. So. Um. Well, I guess that means now it's time for some news. News. <laughs> yeah. uh, how do you guys like that? I got a, I got a little something special for you guys. Cause it's I no. Do -do 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 yeah, mostly because I'm lazy. <laughs> yep. Um, so, we got a lot you, uh, of news for you guys. Yeah, why don't you all yours first, just because we might have overlapping stories, and in that case, I can filter out. Um, okay, I'll give you all the Anime News Network ones, and I'll take the other ones. Sure. Um, so, let's see, I'll go with... Um, which ones do I actually want to do? Okay, this is an interesting one. So, the anime World Trigger. Um, I've looked into it a little bit. It's pretty neat. Uh, it's a little bit, for me, a little bit, uh, I want to say childish, but that might grow on me just like Agami got killed did. 
Um, this is from Crunchyroll, and the the article's titled, titled "World Trigger: Hiatus Continues Due to Author's Health Concerns." So, uh, the official Twitter account for um, the World Trigger manga manga announced that the series will be taking more breaks due to concerns regarding the author's health. Um, it's gone. It's taken a few breaks. Since it kicked off in 2013, um, including a couple last semester, or September and December, and another earlier this year, and the reason that made it on our anime podcast is because if there's breaks in the manga, um, and they last long enough, it might start to affect the anime as well. Yeah, they'll either have to start doing fillers or also take a break. Yeah, so if you're super into that anime that might be something to uh kind of prepare yourself for and if you're super into the manga manga um at least now you know the reasons why why the um it's not really um being as consistent as as some manga mangas can be i mean it's a it's a pretty good reason to hate us oh yeah i mean health concerns are are a serious issue for sure <laughs> Um, here's another one from the fandom, uh, the fandom post. It's titled Rainy Cocoa Anime Begins Hulu Digital Distribution. So Hulu is actually where I watched the second season of Tokyo Ghoul. Um, I don't know where you watched it. Probably Funimation? Of course. Yeah. Uh, so Funimation has added another series to Hulu for fans to check out. Um, though it's again done through a Hulu Plus show, so you're going to need a Hulu Plus subscription to see it. The series is called Rainy Coco, and it has four episodes available as of Monday, um, the 11th. Um, the series is directed by Tomami Mochizikue, um, with character designs from Atsuko Takashi. Uh, I probably should have looked up and seen what other works they've done so you'd have a reference. Once again, I am lazy. <laughs> uh, Funimation is streaming the series as part of the spring 2015. Um, let's see if it has... So the plot concept, oh, it's pretty short. An ordinary college student, uh, AOI Tokura, is having a bad day. It was so bad because he was called ugly by a good-looking guy on a train. Okay, that's a little bit weird. <laughs> Walking down the street in the rain, AOI found a small but cozy cafe, rainy color. He started to work part-time as he enjoyed a cup of hot chocolate he was served. Then the guy came into rainy color. It was Kiechi Iwasi, um, the one who told AOI he was ugly. And that's literally the plot concept it gave um wow that that's i can't believe i'm saying this about an anime on on an anime podcast but that sounded straight up stupid right so yeah, they can all be good starting to have regrets i picked that article <laughs> um here's another one from the fandom post hopefully more promising the uh undefeated uh Bahamut Chronicle light novel is getting an anime adaptation. 
and does it give it doesn't give a date uh no details were announced for when the series will debut or the cast for it but it's given the green light um so you can find some basic information uh on it of the for the official site and i'm sure if you google undefeated Bahamut Chron- Bahamut Criminal chronicle bleh, b-a-h a-m-u-t um, the plot seems a little bit more interesting, luckily. Uh, Lux, a former princess of an empire named Arcadia that was uh, overthrown by a, a rebellion five years earlier. Lux, that makes me think League of, Le- League of Legends. Ooh. A little bit. Dota. Uh, Dota, yeah. We won't get into that. <laughs> um, Lux accidentally trespasses in a female dormitory's bathing area. Of course, typical anime trope. Of um, course. He sees the kingdom's new princess, ooh, naked. Oh, um, might That might be death sentence worthy. Um, yeah. He incurs her wrath. So he she challenges him to a drag ride duel, uh, which is an ancient armored... Uh, drag riders are ancient armored mechanical weapons that have been evacuated from runes all around the world. Um... She has, she's actually gone undefeated. Uh, well, what's it say? Lux used to be called the strongest Dragonite, but now he's known as the undefeated weakest Dragonite because he will absolutely not attack in battle. After his duel with the princess, he ends up attending the royal family, one academy that trains royals to be Dragonites. Uh, so, uh, might have some promise. Um, yeah. I've got one. Let's see. This will be my last one since uh, you've got a plethora of <laughs> of ones for us. This one's pretty cool though. Manga creator Akira uh, Toriyama is Ooh. a busy guy these days. This is from Rocket News twenty four, and it's titled "New Manga Coming from Dragon Ball Creator Akira uh, Toriyama and Team Up with Masekazu uh, Katsura." And Let's see, what are they doing? Uh, to, let's see, they're obviously making a new manga, it's called Zetman, and, um, let's see, uh, as part of broadcast Fuji TV's Madu Kobayashi, uh, Chochia Tech, Betsuhen, that sucked. <laughs> Program. You always get those ones, don't you? Yeah, I mean, like I do read these beforehand. Uh, you'd think I'd I'd learn, but I guess not. Um. So, uh, the uh, television program personality and interviewer Kendo Kobishia recently visited the office offices of Shushia, publisher of the Dragon Ball manga. manga. While there, uh, he spoke with veteran editor who was in charge of the Dragon Ball during its specialization. In the course of the conversation, he posed the question, will Toriyama ever draw a manga again? A manga again, to which he responded, um, actually, he's working on an original story now. So, um, the, uh, Toriyama is writing the plot, and Mazu K- 
Katsura is doing the drawings for the manga. Wow, this... I don't think this mentions anything about anime. <laughs> it's still cool, well, though. I mean, you know, if it's if it's an anime or in manga, there's... And especially if it's an Akira Toriyama manga, it'll probably be an anime one day. Yeah. If you're, uh... If you're worried about, uh... Toriyama not doing the artwork. Um, I don't. I don't think you have to. The uh, Katsura rose to fame in the '80s and early '90s with titles such as Video Girl AI and DNA Two. Um, the two creators' art styles even have a few things in common, with their penchants for wildly spiky hairdos and strong jawlines. Uh, that come into heavy association with the boys' manga of the era in which they rose to prominence. Um, if you check out the artwork on this, it looks pretty cool. It would be sweet, uh, just from what little there is out there on it, if they made an anime of it. Especially, you know, a legend like Toriyama working on it. Right. Uh, I don't think it gives... It's been greenlit. I don't think it gives a date, um... They didn't reveal a start date uh, for the manga, um, unfortunately. But uh, something to look for, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out soon to a uh, a bookstore near you. <laughs> if they're working on it, they've already started the plot, and they've already got. I mean, they the picture shown in the article is the cover, so I assume they've got some of the artwork done. It's probably going to come out relatively soon. I'll have to look up for that, then. It's been a long time since I read any manga. I should catch up. Yep. Um, and I should catch up on Anime News Network news. <laughs> Maybe my good buddy Ty can help me with that. Oh, you know I can. Um, so I'm going to start out, like I said, like Nate said earlier, I have quite, a, quite a, a nice chunk of stories this week. It was a good week for news. Um, so, with that, I'm going to start out with something, um, on a bit of a, a low note. Uh, it's a story we've kind of covered in the past, um, but I think it's still important to keep reminding people of this, because it's a, it's an important topic. So, uh, there was a study done, and it revealed that animators earn an average of $28,000 a year is all. That's less than a teacher, and they're notorious for uh, not earning nearly as much as they deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you know, animators, I think, you know, have really long hours and stuff like that. Not that the teacher doesn't. I'm not saying the teacher... I'm not comparing it to a teacher anymore. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> just in general... You know, animators, I believe, work long hours and have a lot of hard deadlines and things like that. It's not an easy job. So it kinda, it's kind of unfortunate that uh, that they only earn about $28,000 a year. So, I mean, I make more than that. And, you know. I'm 22. Yeah, we all know you're super rich. This has been well established <laughs> on the show. Don't need to rub it in our faces any more than you do every other week. I mean, hey, no, this is not a bi-weekly bi-week, so 
That'll be next week. I'll rub it in all <laughs> I want next week. Did you Just, mention that this uh, survey was done in 2013? Uh, no. Yeah, but it, it, yeah, it was done in 2013. So it's a little outdated, so it might be more like, you know, 30,000 now, but that's still not great. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's not great either. Yeah, it, and we've talked about programs before that kind of help out animators, which is pretty neat. Which yeah. apparently they need, you know, if they're making such oh, yeah. low salary. Yeah, uh, it has a it's really cool too because it has a breakdown of the individual um, positions. You know, uh, things like second key animators only make nine thousand a year. Ugh, yeah. No, yeah. that's terrible. Right. Then you have the touch-up animators who make sixteen thousand a year, which is still terrible. And then, you know, on the whole other uh, end of this, have, you know, animation directors that make 32000 or character designers make all the way up to 42000 and producers make 45000 Wow. I feel like the producers do the least work in that as well. I don't know anything about producing, so I might be wrong, but... Yeah, I don't know, but... I probably, like, would agree. I think producers mainly just, like, are more like, uh, hey, are you doing your thing right? Are you doing your thing right? You you know, more of a a manager kind of a thing. They make sure all the pieces come together. But but still, it's, I mean, I don't like hearing these kind of stories because I love anime, and, and I feel like if this is, you know, something that keeps up, then... There might be a strike or something. I don't know. And who knows? We won't get some anime for a while. It says here uh, NHK News reported that younger animators work an average of 11 hours every day. Mm-hmm. That's, a lot of, that's a lot of hours. Yeah. I complain about working eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. 11. Ugh, that would be terrible. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I wanted to start at a low point. I'll build up. I'll build up. Go to something higher. Um, to get off of the low, um, Aniplex USA offers uh, English subtitled Persona 4 for the Golden Blu-rays. So, Persona 4 Golden is actually a video game for the um, uh, PlayStation Vita. Um, but it is one of my all-time favorite video games, and they, uh, it's got such a good story, they made a manga out of it. Or, not a manga, an anime out of it. I still wish they would dub the darn thing, but, um, still, it's cool to see that it's going on sale here in the U.S. If it wasn't Aniplex, I would probably buy it, too. Does it say how much it is? Yeah, um, pre-orders will begin on Monday in North America for $100. That's not too bad for an Aniplex. Um, well, it's, uh, hold on, I think it's two discs. Um, yeah, it's, it's two different volumes. So, multiply that by two. Okay, well, then, yeah, that's a little bit, (laughs) a little bit expensive. I think it's not, I think it's like a, a 20 episode series, though, so. Not a bad length, twenty twenty four, something like that. We'll definitely have to do that as an anime of the week one of oh, these no, days. No, no. I was wrong. 
to six episodes, so it's only 12 episodes. I think the uh, original one, just Persona 4, the animation, because you got, it's weird. Persona 4 Golden is a remake of the original Persona 4 game, and so they also made a remake of the original Persona 4 anime. Uh, that's weird. Weird. But I'm not complaining because the remake was awesome. So, speaking of awesome, I also got a story about, uh, and, and you know about this one already, but uh, one of my personal favorites. Uh, we have an Sona. episode labeled it. Yep, yep. It is one of my favorites. Uh, fairy Tale. Um, so, Fairy Tale manga gets a new original anime DVD. Um, fairy Tale manga creator Hiro Mashima. Mashima? Yeah, Mashima. Uh, and the anime's voice cast announced at the Fairy Tale Ryusai event on Saturday that a new original anime DVD has been greenlit. The DVD will adapt Yosei Tachi no Batsu game, which translates to Fairy, fairy Penalty Game, a one shot manga spin off that ran in the August 2013 issue of uh, Code. Some magazine, <laughs> um, but I'm I'm excited because uh, I I love anything fairy tale, um, and this looks like it could be really good. Um, fairy tales I think has a really good mix between comedy and action, and uh, this sounds like it will be a good because you know a penalty game. That's usually like uh, that's a Japanese thing, but usually enemies make a penalty game funny. So it sounds like it could be interesting. But then the cover art is like all serious. So those are some cool looking villains in the cover art as well. Huh? Yeah, I need to like rotate it upside down. Yeah. <laughs> it's very stylistic. Yeah. Very. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Um So yeah. Uh okay. So that's two down. Some more to go. I think you'll like this one. Um because I believe you've talked about maybe picking this anime up. Um, Funimation unveils Blood Blockade Battlefronts. Yeah. Dubcast. Ooh, they're dubbing it. Yeah, they're dubbing it. So they unveiled uh, the cast and a preview video for its English broadcast dub. Um, the cast uh, includes uh, Aaron Dismuke as Leonardo Watch, Bill Parsons as Claude von Reinhardt's, or Claus von Reinhardt's. I think it's Claus. This must be a German, like, I don't know. Um, I, he's the only, like, German-esque character. Or European, I think, it's just because it has a lot of different European. Leonardo's Italian. Uh, uh, Trina uh, Nashimura as chain um i won't go through all these but it has a list of um uh, a lot of them and it even has a uh a video of the anime uh like a, a scene that's dubbed and um it's really good i liked the voice dubcast thought it was gonna be i think it's gonna be great i'm looking forward to it i've been watching the series um as a simulcasting, and I'm actually pretty into it. Yeah, it looks like it's a, a good uh, 
series. Yeah, I'll link you the article so you can watch the video later. Um, but yeah, no, it looks like it's going to be a good dub. Um, I I noticed some of the voices. I might not know the names, but I noticed some of the voices, um, and they're good voice actors. And it looks like it looks like every voice fits each character well too. Yeah, that's important. And sometimes that doesn't work out that way. No, not always. Not always. So, um, yeah. So on the same note, Funimation also announced uh, the English dub cast of an anime called Seraph of the End, which is an anime I've been really tempted to watch recently. They've been doing banner ads for it on on, uh, um, Funimation's website for some time now. Um, but it looks like it has a really cool uh, style to it, so I've been really thinking about checking it out. Um, and it also looks like it has a pretty solid... They also have a, a clip of it, uh, like one one episode, or not one episode, but like one scene. And it also looks like they did pretty well with the casting. Um but I'll go through a few of the I'll go through like the top three um, cast just to give people a, uh, an idea. Um, Micah Solstad 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 as a Yurichio hero. Uh, Justin Briner as Maclea, and Eric Vale as Herid. Gosh, these are some weird names. <laughs> They're not even like... I don't know. They don't even sound like Japanese names. Some of them just sound like weird, made-up names. <laughs> Maybe they're aliases. Maybe. Who knows? But, uh... Yeah, no. It it looks like a very interesting anime, though. Uh, look, the, the clip has some humor in it, too, so that's kind of cool. Um... But I've been really thinking about checking this out. Apparently, um, uh, okay, so let's see. Uh, I'll give a quick synopsis. The original manga by novelist uh, Takia Kagimi, he's done Legend of the Legendary Heroes, A Dark Rabbit Has Seven Lives. Um, Never really heard of it. Anyway, it takes place in a world where an unknown virus has killed the entire human population except for children. Those children were enslaved by vampires. The manga centers on the main character, Yurichiro Hayakua, a human who dreams of becoming strong enough to kill all vampires. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it, it has a cool style to it, though. That's what caught my eye. Um, not so much the the story, but the style looked like it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no. If you guys are interested in what it might sound like, you you got uh, uh, go out there and find the clip. It's pretty good. Uh, let's see. Speaking of pretty good, <laughs> I have another fairy tale article. Super awesome, good. Yeah. So, um, fairy tale gets a second animal. Um, a second what? A second anime film, like a 
And I think this might actually be related to the fir- the the last article because this article doesn't say the name of the film. Uh, but apparently there. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's related to the site. Uh, the actually, you know what? This is definitely the same article. Never mind then. <laughs> I, oh, the, man. I don't think I don't think the last article said it was a film though. I thought it just was like an OVA. But maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. According right. to the thing on my app, it says creator Hiro uh, Meshima draws imagine board for next film after Phoenix Prince, uh, Priestess. Yeah, so maybe they are different. It's hard to tell. Um, I don't know. I would have to pull up the uh, article that went over the first article I did. Um, but while I'm doing that, um, no, no, uh, let's see. Yeah, because, uh, one's a film, and the other's DVD. The one I did first was a DVD. So I think this is an actual full-length film. So that is a different article. So yeah, so we might be getting two fairy tale things. Yeah, this is a confusing article, though. It, it doesn't give a lot of details. Yeah. But... Anyway, so possibly two new fairy tale things, if not just one. I don't know. The upcoming issue, so uh, the upcoming issue is publishing two chapters of the manga and teases the series' biggest shocker ever. A development you absolutely can't miss. Well, I guess I'll just have to not miss that. (laughs) <laughs> no, you literally absolutely can't miss this. <laughs> like they'll just like uh hijack the airwaves of every country so everybody knows about it. It's just literally impossible, physically impossible to miss it. If you miss the manga on the get and online, you miss the manga for real. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old uh memes. Alright, so the last article I have for today, I know, sad, we're, we're on the last article. Um, Funimation announced a ton of new streams, um, and some even have the English dubs. Um, so on Wednesday, North American anime distributor Funimation announced that 10 spring television series um, that it plans to dub... Animation will stream its dubs while these series are still running in Japan. So, we have High School D&D Born. Never seen High School D&D. It kind of looks a little too pervy for my taste, but I might check it out. Um, Assassination Classroom. That, that'll continue. That's good. Uh, of course, we already talked about Seraph of the End and Blood... Uh, Blockade Battlefront. Uh, you also got Ninja Slayer from Animation. Um, the Disappearance of Nagato Yuki-chan. Uh, Ultimate Otaku Teacher. The Heroic Legend of Arson. Uh, Arslan? Arslan? Um, Aslan? Nope, not Aslan. A R S L A N. Oh, it's not a big lion, magical nope. lion. Nope, not that. Nope, totally different. I don't. Well, well, I don't know. It could be the same thing. Maybe they just misspelled. I don't know. 
Because I don't know what an Arslan is. <laughs> uh, she'll buy rock. Two exclamation points. And uh, Mikigura School Suites. So that's a nice chunk of, nice chunk of uh, new, uh, new anime that's going to be dubbed. Man, good thing we're both on summer vacation, because we're getting pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> never uh, never a shortage of anime, is there? <laughs> nope. Thank goodness, because uh-huh. I would go crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. There might be sometimes a shortage of the anime that you want to watch, specifically. But... Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. Uh, Alright, so with that, what's our next segment? So we were gonna do a cool series. Uh, our next segment is the one and only my weekly brawl. Yeah. Uh, we were gonna do a, a, a cool and serious one for you guys, but we didn't want to. Are you, you saying know, go that over. ours isn't serious? The one that we picked is not serious. <laughs> uh, it's about as serious as um having a hemorrhoid. That's what That's... I'm gonna. That's pretty serious. It's serious. It's also kind of hilarious. <laughs> well, that depends. Is the hemorrhoid yours or no. like? Okay, somebody else. Somebody else has a hemorrhoid. Okay, then then it's a little more funny. <laughs> it's somebody else's hemorrhoid, and you're watching them sit down. Ooh. <laughs> that is uh, it tickles me. <laughs> it hurts doesn't them. Tickle them. <laughs> it tickles me. Hurts them. Uh, so, yeah, um, uh, you want to go ahead and, inter- well, you want to introduce yours first. Well, inter- did, you, you didn't finish your sentence, though. We were oh, going so to we do were, a serious one. We were going to do a serious one, and we decided there's no way we're going to have time, because uh, we want to put in all the news articles. So, we were like, I don't know, we were, sh- what's what's the saying? Shooting the, shooting the shit? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, we, Tyler was gonna kill off a character I really enjoy, and so I'm like, okay, to get back to you, get back at you. To be fair, I was not gonna kill off anything. My character was gonna kill your character. I can't (laughs) help that my character. We also established that Tyler's a slight bit schizophrenic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm off my bed. And so, I was like, Okay, to get back, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this to this character from one of your favorite anime, and it turned into something super funny, and it'll take like maybe ten minutes max. So we decided to go with this. It will be great. So, <laughs> which uh, which like? Oh, t- here take a I got and, and go ahead. <laughs> okay, so we'll do an intro. Uh, today's bi-weekly brawl. You've in past bi-weekly uh, in past bi-weekly brawl. You've seen Titan go up against Titan. You've seen the manliest of the men go up against even manlier men. But never in the history of bi-weekly brawl have we seen what we have here this week. We give you a bi-weekly cat fight. <laughs> Now that really makes it sound sexist. <laughs> it is. Oh, it's so sexist. There's no way this isn't sexist. Don't hate us. Watch, our only fans are probably women right now, and we just lost them. 
I feel like women see these characters and they just hate them as much as we do. Probably. Probably. Uh, so, in our in our first corner, um, she's infamous uh, for being super unhelpful. Um, <laughs> she has pink hair. She loves to cry. She's totally uh, <coughs> obsessed with the one-man boy band that is Sasuke Uchiha. That's right. We're talking about Naruto characters here. And the contestant for the bi-weekly brawl is none other than Naruto pre-shibbiton Sakura! Yeah! Oh, Sakura, don't cry. Don't cry. It's okay. <laughs> don't cry yet. We haven't started. It's okay. Uh, all she wants is for the only person that actually does like her to save the person that hates her the most. Yep. She's... Was that so much to ask for? <laughs> She's pretty petty. Um, <laughs> and with her signature move, the hair pull of death, and the crying like a little baby, and doing absolutely nothing for multiple seasons! <laughs> yeah, pretty much all the way up until Shippuden, and then she was actually kind of useful. And Sakura reserves super ability to uh, Naruto evolve into Shippuden Sakura, where she kicks ass. She's pretty strong. She literally <laughs> does kick asses. And you want to introduce our contester yeah, for sure. this mighty, mighty uh, bout we're about to have. So who uh, who could go up against such a powerhouse, such a brick wall, such a titan? Yee, uh, I'm excited. <laughs> Another other than, as Nate said, one of my favorite animes. Oh, she's gonna get the snot beat out of her. Fairy Tales Lucy, who is also, to be fair, I love Fairy Tale, but let's be honest, Lucy is pretty much useless. She is always in trouble. She's like seriously. Out of how many seasons they've had, I think there was one that she was not the one that they were trying to save. So, can I just tell you, I'm standing up now and I'm walking around just because I'm so excited for this. <laughs> Suppose I'll do the same. Yeah! <laughs> we'll do the one bi-weekly brawl where we actually do some form of exercise. We got two useless characters. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, fair... I uh, now I'm not just saying this because it's my favorite anime, but to be fair, I think Lucy could normally win just because she has spirits that can do her job for her. So we're gonna say she lost her keys. So she, no spirits. She can't summon any spirits. She she loses and she cries. She's this is the agreement. Yes, this is, I'm just saying. If it wasn't for this fact, I think she has more powerful than Sakura. But nonetheless, it hasn't stopped her from getting kidnapped and shit in the past. <laughs> okay, so here's the scenario. Uh, oh, I, wanna, I cannot wait to see this setup. <laughs> oh, I can make it so graphic, but I won't. I'll keep it PG-13. I might even keep it PG. Oh, wow. Uh, nah, I'm keeping it PG-13. Um, so, so <laughs> uh, there, we're at the beach, and, um, the Naruto gang is having a beach party, and, of course, instead of actually having fun at the beach, and, uh, 
swimming in the water. Uh, Sakura only has eyes for Sasuke-kun. Kun. Sasuke-kun. Um, and, uh, let's see. Sakura is wearing a one-piece, um, that this says, is, This uh, is pre-ship, she's not quite old enough to wear a two-piece. Yep. That's why I thought about doing, like, a sexy two-piece, but quickly decided against it, because <laughs> she's younger. Uh, the one piece says, kick me, on the back, and uh, shows a baby crying on the front. <laughs> and so Sasuke's walking on the beach, and he trips over a log, and he lands on, uh, out of nowhere, he lands on Lucy, and Lucy... Uh, is wearing a very suggestive two-piece, and... That is safe. <laughs> it's a safe assumption. And let me tell you, it looks good. Yeah. Um, and About so, all that she has going for. So, uh, Sakura sees this, and she... Uh, part of her wants to just fall, turn into a ball and cry, and the other part of her gets super mad, and uh, prior to anything she's ever shown in her whole life, uh, <laughs> that part actually takes control, so she f- screams, she lets out a very girly scream, and while tears are running down her cheeks, she charges towards Lucy. <laughs> of course... Sasuke, uh, turns out he was just a log, but Sakura was too dumb to notice that. <laughs> this is a, a weird substitution to somehow. Yeah, at the last second, he was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> log. <laughs> so, I guess I'll start off then. So you got a, a, a crying pink-haired maniac charging towards you. <laughs> Uh, so I guess Lucy is just dumbfounded at what's going on, and she just stands there looking like an idiot. Okay. I, I can't imagine anything else. Um, on her way, charging towards you, uh, Sasuke, uh, uh, Sakura trips over the same thing she clearly saw Sasuke <laughs> trip over seconds ago, and gets a mouthful of sand. Uh... I feel like it's in Lucy's nature to probably go up and say, are you okay? Okay, so when Lucy comes near, uh, Sasuke surprise uppercuts her straight in the boob. <laughs> oh. I've, I've well, okay, that. so she's going for a boob uppercut and she misses completely. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. She has to be totally inadequate. <laughs> So, Lucy's still being, like, what she is. She's probably just like, what's your problem? What what was that for? And the background, the Naruto cast, see this happening, and they think, should we, uh, should we help her? And then quickly decide against it, and hopefully, um, hopefully this new strange character will take care of their problem for good. (laughs) (laughs) They hate her that much? They also immediately start looking for sharks to throw at them. <laughs> to help it along. Yeah. To kind of help it along. They, uh, Naruto makes a, uh, uh, somehow, through some magical means, his future self came back, and for this special occasion, taught him how to do that signature move, which I'm ashamed to say I forgot. 
The Russian uh, gun? Yeah, Tarumaru, the Russian gun. So he, he does, does Russian do gun. With him. Okay, well, he does it and makes a tornado, and they throw all kinds of sharks in there. Uh, and it's Sharknado. If you want the wind rod gun, that is shipping it then. Okay, yeah. so he does that. Sharknado. Nice reference there. <laughs> Thanks. Still gotta watch that. <laughs> no, you really don't. <laughs> So Lucy sees a Sharknado coming at her. She's like, oh crap, I should do something. I have a water spirit. So she goes looking for her keys and she's like, uh-oh, I lost them yet again. And that's pretty much it. And uh, Sakura um, doesn't even notice the Sharknado. She's only focused on on, on Lucy. Um, let's say she yells, you bitch. And she pulls, yanks her hair. Oh, yanks her hair. But not very hard, because she's kind of a, kind of a pansy. Huh. I, I think this is the point where Lucy would probably be like, alright, I'm gonna uh, to retaliate. And she also yanks Sakura's hair, let's say, and tells her to get off, you crazy... Chick, I, uh, <laughs> keeping it PG thirteen. Okay, um, and well, I'd say maybe they both start crying and they give up yeah. because that's kind of what they do. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Maybe they just, yeah, probably just give up and just maybe become friends or something. I don't know, some cheesy <laughs> crap like that. So our official. Ruling, uh, based on the statistics, um, just because pre-Chippin' and Sakura is so useless, Lucy pretty much wins this by default, but because of previous agreements, <laughs> which will come into play in the future, um... I told you she lost her keys. She's useless without the keys. Lucy ends up losing terribly and gets eaten by a shark. Although, to be fair, Lucy is still bigger than pre-Shippin' and Sakura, so I don't know. She's got weight on her. She loses! <laughs> she loses! <laughs> Fine, she loses. Yeah. But okay. I, I feel like, to be fair, she though, loses! Sakura and no. they should both lose. Oh, well, yeah, okay, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy loses harder, though. Okay, fine, they... Lose, both lose, Lucy loses harder, but they both lose. <laughs> They're both pathetic failures as characters. Alright, I'm happy with that. I'm feeling good now. I'll, uh, let you, I'll let you slide this one time. I'm still I'm, gonna kill your other character. Uh, oh, I'm mentally prepared. At least I have this to fall back on. <laughs> but that will be two weeks from now. We'll have plenty of time to... Uh, yeah, and I'll tell you what. Well, most likely he will die, and we are going to be 100% objective. That being said, you're going to have to try damn hard, because i got more time to do research. <laughs> I'm going to try right, my darndest right. to keep my guy alive. You're going to find some kind of weird loophole. Oh, you know it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to search the, the darkest corners of the interwebs. Uh, <laughs> fly past all the warning signs, all the danger. To find that key piece of information. Good luck. Good luck. That's all I gotta say. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you guys got you got a hell of a battle to look forward to. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be a good one. It'll be one of our best, I'd say. But that's where I think we should end with a cliffhanger, just like that anime we talked about earlier. Okay, sounds good to me. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed as much as we did. Um, <clears throat> this week's episode of Your Weekly Ramen. See you guys next week. See ya!